Well, hello, YouTube Power Hour Squad. Erica here for another fabulous interview for you. Uh, you wouldn't believe it, but I'm recording this at 12.15 in the morning. My schedules are, are is pretty crazy. People always ask me, like, why don't you why don't you share like your routine and your schedule? And I'm like, oh my god, you you, you don't even. <laughs> Maybe I will share one day. It's uh, it's all over the place. And every now and then I record podcasts in the middle of the night. But I am a night owl, so um, yeah. Sometimes I get some of my best ideas and do some of my best work late at night. <laughs> I don't advocate it though. It's not the healthiest thing, but. I don't know. You know, sometimes that's, that's when you got to do it. It's when the kids are sleeping. Uh, but I wanted to introduce my guest for this episode, Alyssa Bell Tempo. Now I really enjoyed chatting with Alyssa. I have to say she's probably one of the, the sweetest, most genuine people that I've had the opportunity to meet through this podcast. She really, really is just very sweet and genuine. And I, I'm so glad that she has had some amazing success on her channel. In only about two years, she's grown to 77,000 YouTube subscribers. And her channel is all about slow fashion, which is really just shopping from your closet and not going out and you know, it's the opposite of fast fashion, right? Fast fashion is going out to all the stores like Forever 21 and buying a ton of trendy stuff. So slow fashion, I guess, is the opposite. And it's really about timeless classic style and buying only a few select pieces and really getting your use out of them. So her whole channel is about that. And she talks about how she has come up with her video ideas and even about coming up with this whole niche, what inspired her to do this and really how she was able to connect with a group of people that resonate with that same message. I also wanted to give a shout out to her new collaboration she has with Ana Luisa, which is a jewelry line. And it's an absolutely beautiful necklace that she designed. And I'll leave a link here um, in the show notes. You could go check it out and support her. 10% of the proceeds goes to the mental health organization, which is absolutely amazing. And what's really interesting too with the necklace is that 100% of the necklace is from recycled sterling silver, which I thought was really cool. And I love the necklace. I have it. I really enjoy wearing it. It's just a great, great piece. So definitely check it out and support her. Also, I definitely have to do a shout out to my Zero to Influence YouTube bootcamp. So I'm currently accepting people on the wait list. And being on the wait list is the only way to have the opportunity to enroll in the bootcamp. So if you're interested or if you had your name on the wait list before, I would also suggest adding your name again. Um, ericavira.net forward slash bootcamp. That's the only way you'll get access to enrolling. And I do keep the spaces in the bootcamp limited just because the bootcamp includes coaching from me and there's only so much of me to go around and I'm the one doing the coaching. I don't train and hire people to do the coaching for me. Right now, I really want to be the one in there doing it and supporting my boot campers. That's something for me that's really important to me. Not to say it won't change in the future. You never know. But for me, that's something that I think really distinguishes my program. And what I'm doing is I'm really, really involved with the boot campers in the Facebook group and the coaching calls. So if you're interested, ericaviera.net forward slash boot camp. I also want to do a shout out to one of my boot campers, Action Jacqueline. She started the boot camp at like 9,000 subscribers and she just passed 50,000 subscribers. I'm so, so proud of her. She says, it feels so good to finally get the views, the likes and the subscribers. I know that my channel deserves and it's because of Erica's help that I was able to get there. And I want to do like just a shout out to her for showing up you know, we have monthly uh, group coaching calls and you can submit a hot seat form and your links and I review them. And she was consistent. She was submitting her videos and we would do a coaching session and um, review her thumbnails, especially. And one of the videos, she switched around, switched to thumbnail, switched to, switched to title and boom, um, that video started to take off. And then we have guests 
speakers in the boot camp as well. And she got some great advice from one of our guest speakers, Andrew from TubeBuddy, who also helped her with a few different, very specific SEO things. And boom, another video after that took off. So there's just so much that you can learn inside the bootcamp. So if that sounds like something that's inter- that you're interested in and you're looking to make 2020 your year for YouTube, definitely add your name to the waitlist, ericaviera.net forward slash bootcamp. Enjoy the interview. Mwah. Well, hello, Alyssa. Welcome to the podcast. Hi, thanks so much for having me, Erica. So yes, excited. I'm excited to have you on and talk all about your YouTube channel and your journey and all that good stuff. So before we get into everything, why don't you share with us here what inspired you to get onto YouTube a couple years ago? Right. So um, it was really the switch that I had. I had been blogging for a little while about fashion and I was doing wardrobe styling and working mm-hmm. freelance. And then at some point around two years ago, I, after doing a lot of individual wardrobe styling, I really wanted to make the switch to slow fashion and sustainable style because I was just tired of hearing people having all these clothes and nothing to wear. And I thought something really had to change. Um, And there wasn't, and I've always been a talker, Mm -hmm. but I never started a, I don't know why I never started a YouTube channel, but I think it was good that I started it when I had kind of a more focused um, topic, which was sustainable style. And I had been looking around kind of the digital space in terms of sustainability and fashion. And there weren't that many people who were putting like what I found to be a positive spin on it Mm -hmm. in a way like there are now like I've seen and I've discovered them now um but I just felt like it it could be treated like I wanted to change the narrative and Mm -hmm. so I thought the best way to do that would be through a YouTube channel versus written content and just photographs I really thought to bring it to life in a more engaging and fun way would be best done through video yeah. So that's interesting because, you know, you would think like fashion, it's such a, there's mm. a, such a saturated niche, right? And for you, it sounds like you, you came up with this idea of, I want to niche down to this idea of sustainable fashion or you call mm-hmm. it slow fashion. Slow fashion. Yeah. 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 Based off of your own experiences and all that. So when you yeah. uploaded your first video, uh, you know, a couple years ago, you already had that in mind. Like you knew that's what you wanted your channel to be about. Absolutely. Absolutely. It was hyper, hyper focused. Like I knew that I would really only touch on, um, you know, shopping your closet, Mm -hmm. seeking out. um, Yeah. Like these, oh God, I love these original ones. (laughs) For those of you listening to the audio, I just popped up uh, Alyssa's oldest videos. Well, her first video from two years ago. And so we're kind of taking a look at those. Yeah. So like it all, and a lot of these, topics really repeat, um, mm-hmm. like the shopping my closet for trends, uh, recreating outfits that I'm inspired by online with what I already have or vintage shopping, mm-hmm. um, closet essentials, like how to really wear your basics over and over again without getting bored with them. Um, so I knew that that was absolutely what I wanted my channel to be about. And I really didn't want to deviate. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, so, I mean, in looking at your oldest videos now, is this, is this actually the first video you uploaded or or did you, I know a lot of people end up privating a bunch of videos, so you don't always know, but is this actually the the oldest? Okay. Totally. I would not have the technological wherewithal to figure out how to private. (laughs) You can, but now, now we know everything's out there for you. Right. So yeah, yeah. Okay. So this was two years ago and you did an introduction. You did a tiny closet tour. And, um, you know, I mean, looking at your videos and a lot of times when people end up kind of taking off later on, the people will go back and binge watch their old videos. But I mean, for two years, for just starting off having, you know, 6,000, 5,000, 6,000 ish views. And then it jumps from there. I mean, that's, that's pretty good. Were you, were your views kind of like this when you first uploaded them or were they, you know, have they grown since Um, you've grown? They've grown. They've Mm. definitely grown. But my views were always um, either equivalent to or like, I would say at least 20 to 30% above my subscriber count. So I don't know if that's like a good kind of bench quantitative uh, bench for for you or for your listeners. Mm -hmm. But um, they were always I always found my views to be like, okay, I guess if 
Yeah. 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 Like you're always good, good with your views. You're always like happy with your views for the, is that what you're saying? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's huge though. You know, it's like, there are some people that have a lot of subscribers and when you look at their, their view count, it's pretty low. And to, oh, to consistently Mm -hmm. have higher views and subscribers is always a really thing, especially as you, you continue to grow, right? If you have no subscribers or 10 subscribers, you're really hoping you're getting a lot more views, but that becomes even more important as you grow, you know, you being at nearly 60,000 subscribers Mm -hmm. to get more than that is for, you know, your videos is, is, is quite good. So, um, okay. So you uploaded this tiny closet tour, shop your closet for fall trends. This was two years ago. And so when you first uploaded your first couple of videos, were you kind of, you said you had already decided on your niche uh, at that point and you were, that you're very, you know, convinced that that was the niche that you were going to do. Did you start YouTube already kind of going in and wanting to take it seriously? Like you're going to upload very consistently or did you kind of like upload and like, let me see what happens or, okay, I'm going to feel like uploading another video. Like where was your head at when you were uploading those first few videos? Uh, such a great question. I knew that I wanted to take it seriously. I knew the only thing that I was really serious about was being consistent. Like I knew I wanted to post every Sunday. Mm, I that's good. didn't know. Yeah. And, and I'm not, I don't even know why, like I didn't really do a lot of research mm-hmm. uh, beforehand, but I knew that I wanted to make it almost like a, like a show, like when mm-hmm. people can rely on when I'm going to show up. Mm-hmm. Um, but I didn't, I, I honestly didn't think that it would kind of get to the point where I would maybe be able to make revenue or I would have such an engaged and committed audience. Like it was a combination of, I'm just going to do this. If someone besides my mother listens, amazing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, if not, whatever, I'm going to keep uploading because really like the reason why, and I remember when I started, it was like, even if I have two people or one person who watches, Mm -hmm. that means that maybe they'll consider shopping less and being a more conscious consumer. Ultimately, Mm -hmm. that's what it was all about. It wasn't Mm -hmm. about growing or getting subscribers or even view count. Um, It was really, I really just wanted people to shop less. So that's, that's kind of the mindset that I had going into it. Yeah. I mean, that's great. And so it looks like here, going back to your, your channel, at this point, you know, you had these first four videos. It almost looks like here is when you kind of figured out that you could do something with your thumbnails. Yes. Because <laughs> <laughs> they look yeah. really nice. And, then, and and what's crazy yeah. is that when you did that, you know, your view count jumped. When you actually started doing like, yeah, because you had, you know, 6,000, 5,000, 6,000, and then boom. 20,000, 24,000, 18,000, 21,000. Yeah. Yeah. I guess the thumbnails, and you know what, it wasn't even what I remember was the kicker for the thumbnails was Mm -hmm. I had to make my channel verified. And Mm -hmm. cause that allows you to choose, you know, the custom to create your own thumbnail and do Mm -hmm. the custom thing. So Mm -hmm. that's when I figured that out. And Mm -hmm. then also a couple of apps to, like you said, to make them look a bit nicer rather than just the random YouTube selected clip. Yeah. No, I mean, your, your thumbnails are, are good. So then, okay. So then you started two years ago and then mm-hmm. was there a defining moment in, you know, when you were uploading videos that you're like, Oh wow, this video is doing really good. Or like, when did, when was that kind of tipping point for your channel? Uh, it was definitely the first video that went kind of quote unquote viral, mm-hmm. but relative to my channel, like my mm-hmm. channel was still pretty small. I don't know exactly how many thousand subscribers, but I had a video, uh, the, how to wear a shirt dress a whole bunch of different ways. And that, yeah, yeah that guy there. Mm-hmm. Um, and like now it's at 175,000, but I think it within the first week it had significantly more views Mm -hmm. than any others. And then I saw a huge increase in subscribers. So that was like my Mm. first jump. Mm -hmm. Um, and I guess that's when I really realized that, um, okay, like maybe people are actually listening and they're actually like hearing what I'm saying and there's traction. So I guess that you could say would be the tipping point. And that's when I realized like, okay, Alyssa, like you really do have to post every Sunday and you have to Mm -hmm. produce reliable content that people will listen to. Like you can't just throw anything up there. Yeah. So, so, I mean, where did you come up with this idea? One shirt dress, 20 ways. And if you look at, you uploaded it May 6, 2018. So, um, mm-hmm. and then you had started your channel, uh, you said October of 2017. So I'd say about yes. what, uh, six months, wait, 
October, October, November, January, February, March, no, nine months after you started, you kind of had your first viralist video. Yeah. So Mm -hmm. this video actually, this is the second or third piece. I think my very first, uh, this is almost like a series and this isn't the first video of that series. For some reason, this one became the most popular, but the very first one that I did of this was actually how to wear a t-shirt dress a whole bunch of different ways. Mm -hmm. And I got that idea, uh, not going to lie from another YouTuber, actually another Canadian YouTuber Mm -hmm. named Allegra Shaw. Okay. She is like, super famous for these, like, except she doesn't use one piece. So she'll do a very similar setup. Mm-hmm. Um, but she'll do, for example, 20 fall looks, mm-hmm. and she'll just change in front of the camera. She's got this big rack of clothes. Yeah. But I thought, again, I want people to focus on using what they already have. I don't want people to watch a video and be like, Oh, now I have to buy a bunch of stuff. The mm-hmm. whole point is to get creative with your basics that you already own. So I kind of took my spin I, I used her concept and definitely put my own spin yeah. on it. Applied, and applied your niche to it, right? Because what you're saying is yes. like with your your whole niche of being sustainable fashion, slow fashion, or, you know, um, then you're able to essentially apply this idea of having, you know, not needing to go shopping one item 20 different, 20 different ways. So you took an idea that yes. was working and- somewhere else and applied it to your niche. Yes, exactly. Mm-hmm. That's exactly what I did. And it, and it worked, it worked pretty well. And I mean, I do see, I think there have been a couple of other kind of slow fashion-ish bloggers that are doing something similar, mm-hmm. um, or maybe they've done it before me. Like, I don't, I think there's space for everybody. Yeah. And I, all the other girls who are doing what I'm doing are phenomenal. So mm-hmm. it's, I think it's cool. Um, but yeah, it's becoming, I think a little bit more of a popular topic now, like how to style one piece a whole bunch of different ways, which yeah. is really cool. Yeah. Yeah. So, so that video, 175,000 views. And you said for at that video is when you kind of started to see kind of your subscriber growth grow. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. And like it was consistently increasing since then. Do you so. remember like how many, like around that time, like how many new subscribers you were getting? Uh, I couldn't tell you, mm-hmm. to be honest. I'm so sorry. No, it's okay. Um, no, I couldn't tell you. But like I did have a more recent video, I think a month ago, and it was the same, the how to wear a midi dress 20 okay. ways. Okay. And for example, that was, I was at 45,000 subscribers when that video went out and I gained like 10,000 within a month yeah. of it going up. So that's a more recent, I guess, example yeah. of that kind of growth. That That's really good. And that was one of, let me see if I can pull that one up. Uh, it's a similar... It was busy. Yeah, it's the exact same concept. So the the mid the midi garb. dress. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, the mini dress. Twenty yeah. ways to wear it, and then that was one hundred and seventy two thousand. Yeah, almost like exactly the same. Oh wow! But that's crazy though. So this one you uploaded a month ago, and it's at one hundred seventy two thousand mm-hmm. views. And this one was a year ago at one hundred seventy five thousand views. So this one is just yeah. this one is probably still bringing you a ton of new subscribers. It is. Yeah, yeah it still does. Absolutely. From a month ago. And with these videos, um, the t-shirt dress one, uh, Mm -hmm. we could talk about the French girl one later. And then this mini dress one, um, did they all take off right away or was some of them later on or what was the timeline with that? Typically, yeah, it was within the first week or Mm. even like within the first... Gosh, I know now YouTube has that great little kind of dashboard analytics where it shows you Mm -hmm. the comparison. It it compares your your video, this current video against all your other videos, which is nice. Mm -hmm. I love that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So both of like, uh, for sure, both of these within the first 24 to 48 hours, it was like, I knew that they would be runners. Mm -hmm. So yeah, there were a couple of others that kind of take off a bit later, but I I don't know if I can see them. Like, I think there was one with a blazer that I've seen people getting, but I, I, I could be totally wrong. Sometimes your, it's more emotional. <laughs> your, your, your blaze, one of your videos. Yeah. Yeah. Like the blazer, a whole bunch of different ways. I think now, cause it's fall, people might be wanting to look mm. at it more, but I, maybe not. I, I don't see I it. Be, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Unless, unless you see it, you tell me. I'm, I'm not, no, okay. Uh, it could be more comments. It could be that some people com- tend to comment more. Maybe that's what it is. Anyway. Yeah, yeah. Because we're looking at here on our YouTube her um, I her most viewed videos, um, and so then that that was the first one that took off was your T-shirt dress, and mm. then uh, you had this French girl style one, which was five yeah. months ago. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Who knew? I had no idea. Like after, cause you know, after the first one shirt, 20 ways 
did really well. I mm-hmm. thought, okay, this is a series that people like. I know it's going to do well. So mm-hmm. I try to include those every like maybe once a quarter every now and then. Mm-hmm. But the French girl style, like I had no idea that it would be such a popular subject. Mm-hmm. Like, um, and still like when I look at my analytics, mm-hmm. um, one of my top search terms is uh, how to dress like a French woman or French girl style. So yeah. Well, I know I, I was, this- I'm shocked. The start of this video, I don't know. A little bit of help. Can you hear that? A huge thank you to Veronique. Okay, I'm not sure if you guys can hear it. One of the things I thought was interesting about this video is that you did start it by speaking French. So yeah, so that's like legit. (laughs) Well, she's speaking French. It's not like you're like talking about French women. I don't are you French? I'm assuming. You're French or? Well, in Canada, we're bilingual. Like on, yeah. in Eastern Canada or in Ottawa, we're, we, uh, most of us are bilingual and mm-hmm. my husband's French Canadian. So I do speak French. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I said, cause I knew you're in Canada. I was like, oh, I don't know if you're French Canadian or what, mm-hmm. but so you started off by speaking French. And so right away, everyone's like, oh, wow. Okay. This shoe loan is what she's talking about. You know? Well, so I guess no, I never thought of it that way. Yeah, yeah. I mean, when I watched it, it got me kind of, so I was like, oh, wow. Okay, cool. Let's see what she has to say. You know, she's speaking French. She's that oh. style. But I always think, I mean. What gave you then this, you said you were surprised that, you know, it took off the way it did, but you must have known that it was something that people might be interested in. You know, you obviously created a video on it. So what, what gave you the inspiration to come up with this, oh, this video? Yeah. Sorry. I just, cause I had a light bulb moment. I didn't want to lose. I didn't mean to interrupt. I'm yeah, so no, sorry. no, no. Interrupt me anytime. <laughs> Um, okay. It's because um, one of my shop your closet videos did really well when it was French girl style. Um oh. I forget. Mm-hmm. I think I had Camille Charrière in there on the thumbnail. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Shop your closet French girl style. Oh, right. So, French girl style closet uh, essentials. Is that this one? Uh, no, the one oh, right to here. the right of it. Okay. One. Yeah. Okay. And that was an older video. Like it's a year old, mm-hmm. um, but it, you know, it did pretty well amongst mm-hmm. all the others. So I thought um, if they want to see more me breaking down French girl looks into mm-hmm you know, ways that other people can wear them reasonably without shopping. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe I'll try breaking it down in a bigger video. Mm-hmm. So I knew it would probably be well received, but I didn't think that it would be such a universally popular topic. Yeah. So you, you had this video, um, shop your closet, French girl style. Um, and that one did pretty good, almost 80,000 views. And you decided to just kind of like follow it, follow it up with another video, essentially. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I think they were quite, I didn't, like, I didn't think of the breaking down the French girl style. Like, I didn't think of the video that did super well, mm-hmm. um, like, at, right after I finished that one. Like, it was a little bit of a delayed. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, perhaps a, oh, a guide, strategy. A guy to French girl style. I mean, and your thumbnail yeah. is really nice too. Do you pay attention to? Do you pay attention to analytics? Like, do you pay attention to click through rate or any of that stuff? Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, I only recently started paying attention to click through rate. I can't. I don't think I've quite mastered the thumbnail click through rate yet, no. or what what works. No, I wish I could say I did. Um, what's your, I do, do, do you have an idea like, of what your average click-through rate is on your videos? Oh, I feel like I just researched this. Um, I think it's like 5%. Mm, I think okay. I want to mm-hmm. say 5%. Yeah. But I, I was also looking, I don't know if that's any good. Like I was looking for like, what's the average? What's the, so like that? for the most part, you know, 5% is, is okay. Uh, but it depends though. Cause if you're looking at a video here, that's like, has a lot of views, like 300,000 views, your click-through rate might be a little bit lower because the people that's being, you know, presented to, like there's more impressions. So it, your click-through right. rate might be a little bit lower, but ideally you really want to aim for at least 8%, like eight to 10% oh. is really good. And then I have some of my, um, I have coaching clients I work with and students I work with, some of them have, you know, 15% click-through rates wow. consistently and they're getting really good views. But, you know, yeah, so it's something that you can pay attention to and yeah. and watch and just be like, okay, well, this one got a 7% click-through rate, this one a 4%. Okay, why why this one? So it's a really helpful helpful metric. But, I mean, your your thumbnails, your thumbnails are nice, though. I mean. Thank you. Yeah, they're nice. But, Thanks. Um, but yeah, yeah, that the click-through rate will really tell you if your thumbnails and the, titles the are thumbnails working. working. 
Okay. Yeah. Gosh, look, I'm learning from you. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's great. <laughs> well, what's really funny is that what I found, and by interviewing so many people, and at this point I've interviewed hundreds, hundreds of, of women who are who are very successful. And a lot of times it's like they don't many of them don't even pay attention to anything. Like they're just so busy on creating content. They're like, okay, it seems to be working, you know. Um, some people do, but you'd be surprised. A lot of people, a lot of people don't. So but yeah. but yeah, so you've got this this French girl style, and then things have been consistently um, growing from from there. It looks like. Um, and so, have you? I mean, in looking at, let's see, we could pop on one of these videos, especially like this one. Well, what's the more yeah. recent? Let's look at your recent videos. Um, okay, you just uploaded this. Yeah, see, this one though is like... not doing that well. Sorry, I don't mean to like. Oh no. <laughs> dig in. This one for some reason is not doing as well, and I don't know. I have to look at the analytics. Mm-hmm. I love it. I think it's a beautiful video. So I'm not sure why. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Um, could be lots of things. Could be the the title. Could yeah. be it's not as yeah. catching. That's why when you look at the click through rate, and you're like, oh, this is kind of low. Maybe it's, it has nothing to do with the video because this video looks beautiful. And I want to talk to you about this especially. Thank I'm you. glad I clicked okay. on this for you. But um, okay, cool. But, you know, a lot of times it could just be if the topic of the video itself just isn't as catching mm. or like the way you've titled it and presented it isn't something that's engaging yeah. enough. So it could yeah. be it could be a lot of different reasons. But in looking at the video, it's very beautifully done, very well shot. So, I mean, I know kind of offline before we started the interview, you're like, oh, technology is just not my thing. But are yeah. you are you doing all, all your own editing or do you have somebody helping you yes. with the editing? No, I do all the editing. Okay. All of it. So how did you, did you have any background in filming, photography, editing prior to doing your channel? No, zero. Absolutely nothing. I'm like definitely a learn by doing. Mm -hmm. I still use iMovie. Like I don't use Final Cut Pro. Mm -hmm. I'm very much like a bootstrapping, scrappy. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Kind of. Figuring it out. YouTuber. Yeah, I just kind of figure it out as I go. I definitely take um, certain aesthetics mm-hmm. um, and like the layering and stuff yeah. um, from other YouTubers. And mm-hmm. then I just try and figure out. Normally, it's like a very long workaround because it's not Final Cut Pro. So it takes yeah, twice as long. It does. Yeah. <laughs> iMovie. That's the thing with iMovie. Like it's just free. It's awesome. But then it's, yeah. you know, in moving to Final Cut, what a lot of people have said, it's just like, oh my God, it's just so much easier now. Easier. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I think at some point, I will, I'll definitely move to Final Cut, but for now, mm. like I enjoy kind of figuring out the editing. Like yeah. I, I do enjoy it. Like I said, technology is not my thing, but the artistic aspect of editing and, and that kind of thing, it definitely is. I mean, I was, and I do still every now and then take wardrobe styling con- like contracts. So I'm, I've been on set. I see how professional photographers work. Mm-hmm. Like, so there's a little bit of that background, but, and like lighting and all that stuff. But again, like I don't own lights. I don't even know what a lav mic, like. A lot of times my camera. You don't own lights? You don't own no. any lights? So everything you film is just natural, natural. light? Okay. Yeah. So you film only really yeah. during the day? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's not ideal, especially in the winter. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. I just, I prefer the natural. Like I said, like I'd rather kind of push the limit to very, you know, like I said, the minimal resources mm-hmm. until maybe kind of until I hit a milestone, like I didn't buy, I was using my iPhone and like a really old T3i Canon that would like keep going in and out of focus yeah. for like the first year and a half of my channel. So oh my gosh. I only, yeah, like, <laughs> like literally, um, and I only just bought a gorilla tripod. Like it's, mm-hmm. I really, I have to hit certain milestones in order to kind of justify justify a purchase mm-hmm. that like lights, for example, or a lav mic. Next mm-hmm. will be, next will be a mic that'll be really important I think yeah so I mean I think that's I think it's a really good lesson though because it's you know you're basically kind of telling people hey you don't have to have an entire set to get started with your channel look at you you're at nearly 60,000 subscribers and you were shooting on your iPhone for a full year and a half a fashion like channel not even like because fashion does require a little bit more you would imagine more of a set in a way it's not like you're like well I just tell stories and I stand in front of my camera like with fashion you have to show how do you how do you film your fashion stuff without a tripod uh well so I just got one but like I would for oh, okay. example prop prop it up on books like I I did have my Canon T3i um so I did so let's use look that at some of your older 
oh, it's super old. The the Canon. Yeah, like on this one, I think I used the Canon maybe. Mm-hmm. This could have been the Canon or the iPhone. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, like I would I would prop it up. This is propped up on on like a sh- like a, a shelf. Like I have these little mobile kind of shelf things. Yeah. Uh, or a big Tupperware container with a stack of books. Uh, and it was just propped up like super. And this and one you're just kind of trying on clothes right there. You weren't really. Yeah, this was more of a, yeah, this was more of a talking and really, um, I invested in the camera. Actually it was, it was a gift. I didn't even buy it. Mm-hmm. Um, but the camera was purchased when I started doing vlogs, Okay. uh, when like coming in and out of focus was really important. Mm-hmm. Um, and also when I started doing more, like you said, fashion, like these early videos, a lot of times it is just me talking in front of the camera. Yeah. You're kind of just uh, trying stuff on like right yeah. then and there. Yeah. yeah. So it was really like, and that's kind of the, the vibe I wanted on the channel. Like mm-hmm. I knew that technology would not be my strong suit. So I didn't want to, I didn't want to, you know, waste time trying to create a set or make it perfect because it wasn't going to be. So mm-hmm. I thought like, this is what it's going to be. If people like it, then they're going to, they're going to watch not for beautiful lighting or mm-hmm. beautiful aesthetics. They're going to watch because of the the solid content, which yeah. I hope is solid. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, definitely. Um, anyway, I feel like I kind of deviated on that subject there. I'm so sorry. No, no, no. It's, it's <laughs> fine because that's what we're talking about. It's just like, you know, the tech okay. side of things. And it sounds like you, you kept them kind of on brand, which is minimal. Yeah. You know? Yeah. That's mm-hmm. exactly it. Like using what you have until you absolutely have to mm-hmm. buy something. That's a cute skirt. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. It's actually a dress. <laughs> Is it a dress? Yes, that's so cute. But um so are you um let me kind of stop this. Are you you said you're your fashion stylist as well? Mm. Right? Mm-hmm. That's that's is that yeah. what you do for a job as a fashion styling or are you now more so, just doing your YouTube or Yeah, it's definitely deviated. I'm mm-hmm. able to take on fewer wardrobe styling contracts um, now because I'm taking on a little bit more revenue with YouTube. Mm -hmm. Um, and actually as part of our personal, on the personal side, we moved from the city to a small town, like an hour outside the city. So it's a lot harder to take on these wardrobe contracts. When you're that far. Yeah. Cause Mm -hmm. I'm so far and you really need to be like in and out of the shops. So, um, a part of us moving was also me being like, look, like this will give me the opportunity to spend more time on YouTube mm-hmm. uh, or at least generating more content, whether it's on Instagram as well. Um, so that was more the shift into creating content. Mm. Uh, yeah. So that was part of it as well. So is the revenue mainly just from AdSense that you get from YouTube or are you also getting different types of opportunities from your YouTube? Uh, mostly from AdSense, but I'll get, I've been starting to get some pretty good sponsorship mm-hmm. opportunities. Um, however, I do turn like 90% of them down. I, mm-hmm. I only post now five times a month. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't think that war, I don't think that's enough content to warrant more than like one ad a month. Yeah. Um, so and even then, like sometimes it's no ads for the month, but, um, so I really try and select the sponsored content. I'm super, super selective and I don't take on a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, but now that Instagram is picking up, I find that my Instagram audience has increased because of YouTube. Yeah. So I'm able to split the sponsored posts on, on both, which is nice. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, for now, it mostly comes from AdSense and then a little bit of sponsorship and affiliate links as well. I was actually going to ask about affiliates yeah. because with fashion, you, generally with fashion, that's like the number one revenue source yeah. is affiliate links. But it's yeah. interesting though, because you promote not buying. Mm-hmm. So, so how, do you, like, yeah. <laughs> how do you, like, how do you do that? Conundrum. Yeah. yeah. So this, I still struggle, like literally mm-hmm. every day I struggle with this. And I actually mm-hmm. saw you recently did a podcast with someone about like creating a business around your YouTube channel, which is yeah. something that I'm trying to develop like a product yeah. that I can offer my clients Service. that isn't like a physical thing perhaps. Um, but anyway, yeah. So I use, I use the affiliate links, mm-hmm. but they're not the greatest. Oh, I lost you. Yeah, no, it's okay. Uh, Oh, okay, cool. I'll switch back and forth sometimes. Oh, okay, cool. <laughs> um, so yeah, I use affiliate links, but definitely sponsorship and AdSense are the biggest sources of revenue because mm-hmm. um, affiliates, a lot of my clothing is either like five years old and not in stores anymore. So what I'll do there is find, like I'll just find a, something that's similar. Um, 
but I think that's why kind of the solution is that I'm definitely trying to find a way to, mm-hmm. to generate some revenue without, um, without having to rely on sponsorship or even the affiliate links. Cause like you said, that's not the point of the channel. So yeah, definitely coming out with a, a value added product or something with, for, for the audience. I mean, are you finding it, that you are getting some revenue though from affiliate links? Like people are totally. like they're converting yeah. and people are using them. Totally. Mm-hmm. I'm shocked. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. And especially I get a lot of comments, like if it is an older item or um, like the midi dress 20 ways, that mm-hmm. dress was sent to me and it was custom hemmed. Mm. So on the website, it's a, it's a maxi dress. And I get so many comments being like, that's not it. I can't find the dress. That's mm-hmm. not it. And I'm, again, I'm just shocked at how many people like want that specific item. So yeah. 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 I mean, even though your channel is more about sustainability and, you know, slow fashion at the same time though, like, I mean, you probably know this by doing what you do, but not everybody has all the basics. So maybe like watching your channel, they're like, Oh my God, I need these basics. Yes, exactly. Mm-hmm. And that's it. Like everybody, you're, you're totally right. And I'd, I'd love to be able to provide either slow fashion or sustainable or ethically made basic options. Mm-hmm. And I find the affiliate platforms like shop style and reward style, mm-hmm. they're affiliated and connected with quite a few of like the bigger yeah. ethical brands. So it's great. So I'm, I'm super happy that I can use them. Yeah, that that's great. Yeah. So it sounds like right now, essentially YouTube is your full-time thing. Yeah, it's like a Mm -hmm. good 70% of my time is YouTube now, which is great. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And so you're doing one video a week? A week, yeah. But but you're doing everything though. You're not outsourcing anything. You're doing all the editing and everything. Yeah, everything. Yeah. Yeah. Have you thought about um, changing your schedule up, like ever adding more videos or you feel like you're really good now with, with this schedule? Definitely. No, I'd love to add, because now I've added a fifth, mm. which is a monthly vlog where I recap mm. the previous month. Okay. Um, and that those don't get as many views, which is normal. Like, yeah. I don't think I'm at the point where people think my life is interesting enough yeah. for everyone to tune in. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think they're definitely, they're definitely doing well enough for me to keep them. So right mm-hmm. now it's five, but my kind of next goal in terms of content creation would be two videos a week. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think I would have to move to Final Cut Pro because right now editing takes, I think, too long yeah. um, to do that twice a week, to do it that often. Mm-hmm. Um, like I did Vlogmas last Christmas, last December for the first time. Uh, and I think I was posting twice a week for the whole month and I was done at the end. But I was like, oh, there's there's no way. Like it's just yeah. all my time yeah. is filming and then editing. Did you find so, though that your channel got a boost when you did vlogmas like did you see more subscribers or views or you know no not at all no yeah (laughs) that's like the wrong answer but yeah um, no so that's why I thought let me start with one vlog a month Mm -hmm. and I think that has helped in terms of subscriber count um and even more the intangible benefits like I think my the audience is a bit more engaged like the comments that I'm getting are more in-depth Mm. Um, so even if it doesn't translate into a more quantitative, like I'll subscriber increase, I definitely feel like, like the audience is more invested. Mm-hmm. Thanks to that added vlog. Um, because you maybe showed more of your life and now they feel more yes. connected to you. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. And there's like, they're a bit more honest. Like I do find that the videos that I post on Sundays are very educational. Mm-hmm. So like you said, it's, the vlog gives people a more chance to be connected, which is definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Let me see. I think that's, uh, so do you pay attention to things? I know we already talked about like analytics, but do you pay attention to things like keywords, SEO, the algorithm? Yes. Mm -hmm. Uh, Maybe not so much the algorithm, but definitely Mm -hmm. keyword and SEO. Like I'm always looking at what my top searches are, like Mm -hmm. what keywords are being searched. Um, so I definitely pay attention to that. I always pay attention to, like I was saying, like how one video is doing in comparison to the others and like mm-hmm. who's mm-hmm. watching, um, and how long I all, I always find it so interesting to see how long they, they stay on the video for, because mm-hmm. uh, correct me if I'm wrong. I know YouTube loves videos that like people watch for longer. So yeah. 
Yeah, even if the views, yeah, right. So mm-hmm. even if the views are down, I always check the analytics to see, well, maybe people are watching this longer anyway. So, mm-hmm. you know, if there's not something here, there's something good there. So, um, and then I also find that helps in terms of duration. I always try to set my, um, I card like, like a couple, like 15 seconds before Where people jump off so that yeah. they're going to your, your video. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so I try and yeah, I follow that as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and I often like for the keywords, I'm always looking in the comments of other YouTubers videos as yeah. well, who are in space to mm-hmm. see like, well, what are people asking for? Like these guys have like 200,000 followers. They don't have time to, yeah. you dig know, through all the comments. So to dig mm-hmm. through all the comments. So mm-hmm. I look through theirs and then I, I use that to create content as well. Yeah. And I think that's a really smart strategy. That's one of the things that I teach in my, in my programs. Oh, is like, it? Yeah. If you are, you know, pay attention, you don't, I mean, it's good to get inspired by other people, but you also, you want to maintain your own sense of self and all that. But you know, the comment section is a gold mine, mm-hmm. uh, treasure trove of information for, cause you know, when yeah. people say like, I don't know what kind of videos to do. I'm like, there are so many oh. ways to find video topics out there, you know, totally. and the comment sections of not your own comments, like somebody yeah. else's Others. is the best place, the best place to find ideas. Yeah. You know, and it doesn't have to be the exact same niche. Like yours is sustainable fashion. It's slow fashion. But you could be watching other just fashion-related things. But then people bring up something. You're like, oh, well, I can apply my perspective to that, my niche to that, and make it different. That's exactly it. And Mm -hmm. make it different. Yeah. And make it apply to what the audience is looking for when they come to my channel. So, Do you have a way to measure if, like, you found these questions? Do you have a way to measure, like, whether or not the keyword is good or not? Do do you go that far or do you just kind of get ideas? I do not. I just mm-hmm. get ideas and try mm-hmm. and go with it. Yeah, um, yeah especially because I've only recently just tried to start spending more time on YouTube. So those kinds of things are definitely like something that I'd love to dig in mm-hmm. more yeah. uh, into for sure. But like you said, a lot of times it's just I'm just trying to pump out the content. Yeah. And and the thing is, though, I mean, the most important thing and, and the one thing that YouTube wants creators to do more than anything is a focus on the content, create good content, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. So definitely that's that's one of the things yeah. the comment section said. Gold mine. Yeah, <laughs> it, it it really is. And that's I mean that's that's great that that's where you find inspiration and you find ideas for for your own for your own mm-hmm. videos. Um mm-hmm. uh yeah, so it sounds like you don't have any problem having video ideas. So you probably just have like a whole list of No. Videos. Yeah, and I get a lot of like I get so many questions too, like it's funny. It'll be like, even if the video is about like, I don't know, the midi dress, I'll get a question. Like, can you please show me how to style pink palazzo pants? Okay. Yeah. It's very specific. So, like, yeah. Very specific. Mm-hmm. Or even I'll get questions like, yeah, that aren't relate or more about body shape. So it's mm-hmm. like, okay, I need to touch more on this. Mm-hmm. Um, so I love that they're not afraid. Like, I don't know if this is like this on everybody's channel, mm-hmm. but uh, I get so many questions through just my even even my own YouTube content yeah. or my own comments so that's great that's also helpful yeah yeah and turning great. into a series too I think sorry mm-hmm. I didn't mean it no, no. um um but I thought yeah using like if there's an idea in terms of finding content I feel like if there's an idea that works if you can like make it almost like a formula like my shop your closets or the one x 20 different ways mm-hmm. like I don't know, the audience, at least mine, they still love them as long as it's a different garment or a different, you know, style, whether it's edgy versus bohemian, I think you can apply like a series formula. Mm -hmm. um, And then you always have like some solid foundational content to kind of fall back on. Yeah, yeah, they call it um, like hub content, because hub content is like, yeah, it's like if you have like a series. Yeah, if you have a series, you have something that you know, you know, your audience likes. And it's the idea behind hub content is that it's something that's like, not super hard for you to create, but it's still right. something that like, you know, your audience likes. So you can kind of churn yeah. it out and create a series, yeah. uh, create a series around it. Um, and I see like, I'm looking here at your channel. So do you, you have playlists here? Um, oh, yeah. Shop your closets, slow fashion, styling basics. Mm-hmm. I was wondering if you made a playlist based upon, you know, those series. But. Um. The shop your closet definitely. Mm-hmm. That's like the series, and I, I get a lot of comments saying people 
like been like they binge watch that playlist, which yeah. is great. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I think the styling basics. I've been putting in the like the one piece twenty ways. That's the styling mm-hmm. basics one as well. Yeah. Um, but I probably could do a little bit more strategy around playlists. I think like yeah. <laughs> really really breaking them up a little bit more but that's mm-hmm. like again <laughs> yeah phase two yeah no I mean the thing is though you're doing a lot of things right in the sense that you know right. you figured out what works for your audience you're creating this kind of content for them you have these series that you know like people love like styling this dress 30 ways or 20 ways you know it's mm-hmm. just like you it sounds like when you upload those those do really well or have you ever had situation yes. where you like oh I know this is going to do really well um and then the video flopped yeah um oh yeah so uh an Ital the italian the shop your closet italian girl style i mean mm. that was another like part of the shop your closet ser- series which okay. like oh here the I hub hub content i'm learning yeah, hub so content. much <laughs> um hub content. shop your closet um, italian girl summer style yeah so mm-hmm. normally those get like at least 20,000 views. Mm-hmm. Um, and that came after, did it come after my French girl style? I think it did. I think mm-hmm. it came after the French girl or I knew that like French yeah, girl, French style, girl was, style closet like, essentials. Yeah. Okay. Right. So, and I got, uh, someone commented, Oh, mm-hmm. can you please cover Italian girl style? And then it got like 200 upvotes. So I was mm-hmm. like, let me test that out. I th- so I thought for sure Italian okay. girl style combined with the shop your closet like formula and it didn't do that well. So mm. that one, yeah, definitely surprised. Um, yeah, I think it could be perhaps. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. So that one was a... Yeah, sometimes you just... It's, a lot of times YouTube is about experimenting, experimenting and making yeah. small changes and tweaks and, and all that, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. All right, so we're nearing the end of the interview <laughs> and... Here is where I call it the power hour segment. I basically ask the same questions to everybody that comes on the show and you can kind of just Mm -hmm. kind of blurt out your first response. So the first is, what would you say so far have been the defining moments of your YouTube career? Um, Yeah, definitely those, um, the kind of those viral videos, quote unquote, Mm -hmm. I think those were definitely defining because there was definitely a shift in my own mentality. Mm. And when I got a shout out from um, a YouTuber who I really admire, uh, Audrey Coyne mm-hmm. gave me a shout out recently in one of her videos. She has like over 150,000 and um, her content is beautiful mm-hmm. and it's we're in kind of the same niche. So that was definitely a defining moment to be recognized by someone who I consider like yeah. you know, way in the stratosphere of awesomeness. <laughs> so how did that happen? How did that come about? I don't know. She just, mm. uh, I think I had mentioned, I don't know if I mentioned her first, but I, you know, I don't know. She obviously, I think one of my viewers had commented on one of her videos, like, Oh, Elizabeth Tempo does something similar. And I mm. think it was through one of my, one of our mutual viewers and she started watching my channel and now we both watch regularly each other's videos. Cause mm. I think it's wonderful. I've, yeah. Yeah. That's community great. building. Did yeah. you find that, did you get a boost? Did you get a boost in views? Oh, subscribers? Huge. oh yeah. really? Uh, subscribers. Totally. I think she like within maybe two or three weeks of her making that mention, I gained 3000 subscribers. Oh, wow. That's so, great. Yeah. So her word is obviously very, very well trusted. Um, yeah. And yeah. also it's yeah. like the fact that you said you guys have a similar type of a channel. So obviously yeah. your audiences are going to be similar. So it's like yep. her people watching her is probably exactly your ideal audience. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that was really like, I'm so grateful to her. And I've mentioned her since and um, people have said on the comments like, oh, I just followed Audrey Coyne. So I found it interesting that there was still enough, you know, of a benefit between the two of us, even too. though she has significantly more subscribers. Yeah. Yeah. That's <laughs> yeah. fantastic. Um, mm-hmm. What is the hardest part for you about being a YouTube influencer? Ooh, um, the the technology. Yeah. <laughs> The time commitment of, of the, like the learning curve of mm-hmm. the the editing, um, yeah, all of the like uploading. Like if if my SD card crap, like I would not know what to do with myself if I had an issue uploading. Like knock yeah. on wood, everything uploading, downloading, all of it's gone super smoothly. That's but good. Um, 
when I have to troubleshoot a problem, then I'm in trouble. Yeah. Yeah. The <laughs> tech. A long time. I know. But the thing is, so you don't let it stop you. You no, kind of push no. through it. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> you have to. You know, and in the tech, it's like all that is figure outable, right? It's just kind of totally. watch a few videos and like you said, like do mm-hmm. a, oh, not a run around, but like a work around. A workaround. Yeah. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And that's what YouTube's for. Like I've Googled and YouTubed the solutions to my own YouTube problems. Yeah. Yes. No, <laughs> exactly. Um, <laughs> if you were to get started today, what would you have done differently? To be honest, not this is this sounding way too cocky but like not much I'm really uh, I'm happy with how it's gone so far it's not like I haven't gone to like 1 million subscribers in eight months or anything but um I think starting small and scrappy I'm I'm, I'm happy with that uh yeah maybe I would have invested in a nicer camera sooner Mm -hmm. maybe uh that kind of thing like invest early in equipment like stop being such a stickler and yeah <laughs> do it <laughs> buy it <laughs> yeah yeah that for- um what are you most proud of when it comes to your channel um what am I most oh, sorry <laughs> <laughs> I know for those of you on the podcast her, her husband's coming like back and forth he's like the supporting character in this interview <laughs> yeah. Yeah. she doesn't show my videos as much um, um what am I most proud of uh, the, the community I've built mm. and how intelligent and engaged they are. Mm-hmm. Like it's not a huge, huge, like I said, that there's not millions of, of women who watch. There's not, I'm not, you know, I didn't gain a million subscribers in eight months or whatever, but they are these women. Like I, I hear from the same group of women every Sunday and it's phenomenal. It's like yeah. we're friends. Like <laughs> it's cool. Yeah. I think that's what I'm most proud of. The audience. I think they're awesome. Oh, I love that. That's great. <laughs> Um, if you could change one thing about YouTube, what would it be? Oof. Uh, I don't know. Oh, I should have prepared better for this question. That's okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> that's the whole point of it. Is it a, yeah, because it's the, it's the like quick ones. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, can I, I don't know. I don't think I'm technologically savvy enough to answer this question. I'm just so grateful it exists to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> No, that's I'm fine. Sorry. That's a fine answer. That's fine. That's good. Um, what has been the biggest mistake you've made on your YouTube channel? Um, I think I would have to say the same answer, like not investing early enough in equipment that mm-hmm. would have made my life easier. Shoot, I'm going to like download Final Cut Pro. I was just going to say, are you going to go get Final Cut Pro? <laughs> I was literally just going to say that. I was like, yeah. she hangs up from an interview and she gets Final Cut Pro. <laughs> oh that's funny um what is the best decision you've made about your youtube channel uh just to start it Mm -hmm. and not three there it goes um (laughs) sorry husband again um yeah just to start it and not wait until um there was an ideal moment in my life or you know Mm -hmm. that i had all the equipment or anything like honestly Mm -hmm. just going just starting without worry and without putting pressure on myself to do well like just Mm. do it like no one's listening if you're starting from zero like no one's listening anyway like just put your do do your best thing and like whatever yeah (laughs) yeah I mean it's so true I say that all the time you know I think a fear and a lot of things stop people from being on YouTube because they're afraid like oh my god people are gonna make fun of me what are people gonna say but the reality is is like if you're literally starting from scratch I mean no one's watching you anyways. No, that's it. That's you're nothing where you to get lose. to make all your mistakes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It is where you get to make all your mistakes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So um, let's see. What is the best opportunity you received as a result of your YouTube channel? Oh, um, recently, uh, gosh, recently, I think the best opportunity. Oh, oh, I don't know if I'm allowed to say this yet. I've got a really cool collaboration that um, where I get to help design um, a product that Mm. I will then share with my audience Uh, so I'm in the midst of that now yeah and it's with a really really great company in New York and uh, our values are are totally aligned which I think is so difficult so Mm -hmm. that I think so far I wish I could say their name ah 
I'm not going to just in case. Yeah, just in um, case. Yeah. You don't want to get in trouble. Yeah. But that, no, that's no, really exactly. fantastic. How did that come about? Did they reach out to you or? Yes, they reached out to me and we had done a collaboration before where mm-hmm. like a typical sponsored mm-hmm. post um, and I guess it did well. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think I had done one full sponsored post and then an extra little shout out like a month or two later. Mm-hmm. And then a couple months after that, they reached out and offered this kind of special partnership, which I know they don't do, like they don't do it often, yeah. obviously. Um, it's a more intense process because um, yeah. they'll be actually creating a product. So yeah, I would say that's the coolest opportunity. That's cool. So I don't, mm-hmm. you know, this interview is not going to be released for a little bit. So if at that oh, time okay. you can talk about it, then I can, I'll put it in the, in the description, the YouTube and in the oh, show notes and all that. Great. So people can Thank know about you. it. Yeah. Cause people probably okay. like, what is it? You know? Yeah, but, um, yeah, yeah. And did they, you said they're in New York. Did they fly you out to New York at all? Did you get to go oh, out gosh, there? No. Oh, no. Oh. <laughs> no, like, no, no. Cool. <laughs> yeah. No, wait a minute. It'll be all online. Like it'll they'll be, do it all online and yeah. they'll send sales to where I am. But I do, um, like I have to go to New York at the end of January. So I'm going to, I'll meet up with them then. Oh, that's cool. Very yeah. cool. Um, yeah. And last question. What is your YouTube superpower? So what is it that comes to you very naturally that has contributed to your success? Yes, um, this is a great question. And that's just, um, I, I don't know what it's called. If it's like being just being in front of the camera and being a talker. Like I've mm. always, I used to do musical theater and like oh, me public too. speaking. Yeah. Right? Oh, yeah. Yes, oh, yeah. Just- I did. God, I, I did it growing up. I love it. Mm-hmm. No kidding. Oh, mm-hmm. I love that. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I feel like it's very natural. Um. Like I'll do things in one take. I won't rehearse. I don't write notes. Like I feel like it's just. And so that's where when I use time on editing, like I know I save time in the actual filming. So, mm-hmm. uh, that's definitely the superpower is just being able to do this. Yeah. Talk a lot. Yeah. The camera yeah. <laughs> comfortably. YouTube's the best outlet for that. That's for sure. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, that's awesome. Well, thank you so much for being on the show. I love, you know, I love bringing on so many women of of so many different experiences and different levels of their channel. You know, the next interview I have, she's got a million and a half subscribers. Oh my God. I I know. I love that. But I love to bring on people like you that are, you know, you're successful and you're growing. And it's like a lot of my listeners, they've told me like, yes, I love the big people, but I also like the people that are the up and comers, the people that have recently grown. So, you know, what you're doing is great. Obviously what you're doing is working, but I also love the fact that you're so honest about how scrappy you are and I'm figuring it out. And I don't know. Am I supposed to do this or I'm not? Because that's the thing about YouTube. Nobody knows. Like from the beginning, yeah. it's like you're just kind of figuring it out, you know, and not even the people that really know even knows because there's a lot of mystery behind the algorithm and all these things and everyone's speculating and all that, right? I mean, so it's like, it's great to see people that are actually doing it, doing the work and, um, you know, building their their community online. So it's- Yeah. It's no, really I was great. so flattered when when I saw, like, I mean, I checked out all your other podcasts and your other girl, like um, Lavanda, love her. Um, oh, yeah. So, Lavanda, so uh, Lavanda yeah. Eileen. Mm-hmm. Yes. She's so I'm fabulous. so excited to, mm-hmm. to dig into that one. But I was, I'm just so grateful and- uh, and appreciative and thankful. Uh, well, well, thank you. So for people that, yeah, of course, for people that are, you know, brand new to you where, and they want to check you out, where can they find you? Yeah. So obviously I send people to YouTube first. Mm-hmm. So it's just my name, Alyssa Beltempo on mm-hmm. YouTube. Okay. Um, if you search slow fashion though, I'll probably pop up a lot on there as well. I have a website, which is msbeltempo.com, msbeltempo.com dot com, all one word. And then on Insta, I'm also Ms. Beltempo, MS Beltempo, B-E-L-T-E-M-P-O. Awesome. (laughs) All right. Well, thank you so much for being on the show. Thank you so much, Erica. I really appreciate it. Bye. Bye. Without hesitation, I signed up for Erica's boot camp this year and it just wrapped up recently and it seriously changed my life. Because of this bootcamp, I was able to capitalize on a current trend and gain over 10,000 views on one of my videos. Before this bootcamp, I was lucky if I could get 100 views. Bootcamp is for you if you 
like I was, are putting a lot of time and effort into your channel without seeing tangible results. I even hit my goal of 5,000 subscribers during the bootcamp, growing almost 2,000 subscribers in just 90 days. You know, during the bootcamp, I had some breakthroughs and gained, I don't know how many subscribers in one month, I think 10,000 from the bootcamp. During the time of the bootcamp, one of my videos even hit 70,000 views and I surpassed 1,000 subscribers. I have created relationships where I will be friends with people for life. My channel is at 18,400 subscribers now. I have increased my watch time by about 30 or 40 seconds, which is awesome. I feel kind of like an SEO genius now, and I feel like my videos have a better quality to them overall. I feel like taking this boot camp helped me to really niche down and find that one area that I was super passionate about making videos about. I started this boot camp with only 9,138 subscribers. Now I have 11,375 subscribers, and it's just growing each and every day thanks to Erica. Even after the first week, I knew that the bootcamp was one of the, do you know what, the best decision I had ever made for myself, let alone just my YouTube channel. Do you work really hard on your YouTube channel, listen to all the marketing experts and do all the hacks, tricks, and strategies, but are just not seeing the results that you want? Or are you lost as to where to start? Does the platform seem overwhelming with a lot to learn? And are you yearning for a community of people who understand your vision of being a YouTube influencer? Hi, I'm Erica Vieira, and if you answered yes to any of those questions, I want you to seriously consider the Zero to Influence YouTube Bootcamp. You will be joining the hundreds of bootcampers who have discovered their unique niche and have clarity with their purpose on YouTube. This isn't just another course about YouTube. This is an experience and an opportunity for you to really discover your unique purpose and niche on YouTube, which will translate into views, subscribers, and most importantly, influence and impact. Let me change your life, or at least let me change your YouTube channel for the better. Go to ericaviera.net forward slash bootcamp to add your name to the waitlist so you are first to be notified when I open enrollment. I look forward to seeing you on the inside. ericaviera.net forward slash bootcamp.